0: Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Derek here. So uh, there was, I think, a really interesting witness on the stand yesterday in Amber Heard. And I think in many ways, this witness was more effective for Amber Heard than Amber Heard was for herself.
1: Yeah, I think that's completely right.
0: Um, Ellen Barkin testified, a former girlfriend of Johnny Depp's. And she talked about Johnny Depp once throwing a wine bottle across a hotel room in her direction during a fight uh, between him and his friends. And she talked about him being drunk a lot of the time. um, And she also talked about being
1: controlling. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting a window into Johnny Depp from someone other than Amber Heard. This case is filled with Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. And we don't know who's credible in that scenario. So you need third party witnesses to give some validity to what these people are saying, right?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, Amber Heard, I think Amber Heard was really compromised during cross-examination.
1: Yeah, she had like, a tough time.
0: And, 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 you know, I think it wouldn't shock me if the juror said, we just don't believe her by her own testimony. Buttressing that with other people like Ellen Barkin...
1: You know, I think helps her more than she helps herself. I, I think you're right. And look, we we talked about this. She had a tough time on the stand. Her lawyer had a tough time on redirect. Uh, Camille Johnny's lawyer did a tremendous job with with cross examination. Her task is a little more uh, is a little easier than Johnny's, though, right? Because she laid out numerous instances of abuse and really only has to prove one in the jury's mind to show that she was in an abusive relationship. So she has a lot to fall back on, even if you poked holes in 39 of them. If she comes away saying uh, one of these happened, she may, uh, you know, prevail or at least not lose to Johnny Depp. Winning her defamation suit is going to be difficult, but I think not losing to Johnny Depp is all she can sort of hope for. So
0: if the jury listening to Amber Heard just doesn't believe her, does that change with Ellen Barkin or do they say, well, that's Ellen Barkin's story? But Amber Heard's story, we're not buying.
1: Yeah, I think both I don't I don't know, but it, it does help to have an Ellen Barkin who says who who lends credence to the idea that this is a pattern. This is how Johnny Depp behaves in relationships. Because what they need to really knock down is that Johnny Depp is the charming guy from Pirates of the Caribbean and could never lay a hand on a woman. The more women you have lined up saying, no, behind closed doors, he's controlling, he's drunk a lot, uh, he throws things when he's in a fit of rage. That hurts Johnny Depp because all of a sudden now you've got a lot of points and you start to see a pattern about a person. And that, I think, can slip into the jury's mind.
0: Yeah, I'm just not sure that they are going to say because it happened to Ellen Barkin, it happened to Amber Heard. Because, you know, they have now heard from Amber and she did not do great on the stand. And, and, And look, I think part of it, too. It's just her, she, they have been so outlawyered, it's just not even funny. They have been so yeah. outlawyered. And I think that makes a difference, that when a lawyer can't present a case because they can't present evidence in a way that's not objectionable, you know, it, it makes the jury feel like, what's your story? Yes. You can't tell your story because it's not making any sense because everything seems out of bounds legally.
1: I think you're completely right. As I'm watching this, you know, you've seen a lot of trials in your career. Um, When I watched her lawyer, you realize how important it is to have a good one, right? Because as she was laying out the direct testimony, there's a rhythm. Trials are a are theatrical in some sense, and you want to have They're a really they totally theatrical. It is theaters. A lot of it is prepared and supposed to come out in a certain way. And when you are objected to constantly, the jury does lose faith in your story. Well, they if you're they obje- can't follow it,
0: it. If you're objected to and the judge overrules the objection, then the other side looks like they don't want the testimony coming out. They have something to hide. That's so right. So it could actually hurt Johnny Depp if these objections were overruled. Yes. But in this case, everything gets sustained and I think there, there's a huge difference based on the judge's ruling yes. on who the jury is believing and disbelieving.
1: Yeah, and at some point you hear the judge's frustration. The judge almost seems to have sympathy for what what this, uh, what this Amber heard, Heard's lawyer was going through out there because she looked up to the stars at some point and said, like, I'm trying here, judge, because she <laughs> tried to rephrase, but that's not what you want Can to hear. Can I say
0: I have never heard anything like that in all—I I have been a lawyer for many decades— I have never heard a lawyer saying in front of the jury that's hearing the (laughs) case, God, I'm doing the best I can, Your Honor. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I
1: mean... That is stunning. It was devastating. Devastating. It was devastating. Devastating. I mean, devastating. Yeah, you look outmatched at that point. It looks like you're waving a white you, flag You're totally in waving front a of white the flag. jury. You're totally waving a right flag. it it's it like. The uh, sidebars seemed like they were law school classes where she came up and said, Hey, does will this work? And Camille would, would be up there and saying, This is clearly hearsay, this won't work. It, it's just an embarrassing spectacle for for this lawyer to I, go through. I, I, I was shocked. Yeah. Okay. I I am
0: speaking of shocked, yeah. this Dave Chappelle thing, oh my God. That plot has thickened, huh? I mean, who? So the guy that runs on stage, um, and uh, you know, and and charges Dave Chappelle, knocks him to the ground, has a a knife and a, a bayonet fake, almost, and, a, and <laughs> like a bayonet, you know, didn't really hurt Dave. But we thought, okay, so this guy, this is kind of a one-off with this guy,
1: charged with attempted murder. Wow. Wow, uh from his roommate. There was an incident with his Right, roommate. not Dave Chappelle, a different <laughs> incident. Entirely separate. Remember uh <laughs> the DA George Gascon didn't charge uh uh this is, the man's name is Isaiah Lee with a felony. He said there wasn't enough in the Dave Chappelle case to charge a and felony a lot of people, and, and the city and, attorney. And
0: look, and without getting too local, we're in LA. There's a lot of criticism in the LA a County lot. DA uh, George Gascon for Basically, kicking a lot of these cases. And a lot of people said, Are you kidding? You're not going to charge this guy with a felony based on what he did? And that's George Gascon's policy. So we thought, wow, this guy has skated. It was sent over to the city attorney for a misdemeanor.
1: Yeah. And then. Oh, well, now he's got a felony. So this. By George Gascon. By, yeah. Now George Gascon is going to charge him with a felony. Not in the Dave Chappelle case. This happened at a halfway house uh, where he uh, allegedly stabbed his roommate. Uh, the, the guy wasn't able to identify Lee. What's interesting is the Dave Chappelle incident. You, obviously, that mugshot went worldwide. Right, the guy saw him and was like, hey, that's, "That's the guy. The guy. Stabbed, that's stabbed the guy me. That, that stabbed me." House. Yeah, so so it helps sort of uh, you know help the investigation of that particular crime, which now he faces a felony charge. So let for. me
0: so let me just say this: now that you can close the loop on this, think about what's going on here. That the guy st- allegedly stabs his roommate. And is then at the Hollywood Bowl with a knife. Yes. Remember, this guy has stabbed before allegedly yes. with a knife running at Dave Chappelle. Whether the knife was on his person or not, it was around him. He brought it.
1: If it you puts were that in an entirely oh my different God, context, God, now Dave Chappelle was in real danger. Up real,
0: there. real danger. Yeah. And if you were Dave Chappelle and now you hear that. You got to be shaking in your boots.
1: Yeah, initially, and I, and I and I confess, I was one of the people who said, ah, oh, the guy ran on stage, the, the thing was in his pocket, he just wanted to lunge at Dave Chappelle. Dave wasn't in real danger. When you hear this, it's impossible not to look at that incident as it could have gone very, very differently. He could have lunged with a knife, Dave could have been stabbed on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, I, I, what a strange turn of events. So my question is, if Gascon knew
0: about the stabbing before this happened, I think it would have changed his I, – I
1: think it would it, have changed It his would have to. If not, he would be rightfully criticized for not taking the Dave Chappelle incident more seriously I, it, if he it, had that context. It doesn't sound like he did. It sounds like the guy saw the mugshot and then, then he, he put it, it together. It, but it, This but, is but, wow, scary. Very scary. It's good to have him, this kind of guy, off the street. Okay, we're going to move on. Uh, so let's talk
0: about um, – let's talk about this cruise ship. I love this story. So there's this couple that live in Seattle. I love this story. <laughs> They lived in in Seattle and um, he is a computer programmer. He's 51 years old. His wife's 53. And they're grousing about uh, the cost of living, which everybody's grousing about now. And they figured that it cost them thirty five hundred dollars a month to live in Seattle. And that is without food and entertainment and other stuff. And so they're thinking we love to travel and we love going on cruise ships. Yeah. And they start adding it up and they realize that it would uh, be cheaper for them a hundred a hundred bucks a day all in and they can live in a cruise ship yeah. and they can travel the world and that's about thirty three thousand dollars a month right it's cheaper well, no 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 three thousand dollars a month all in all in and, yeah. that, and that was thirty five hundred without food and entertainment and all this other stuff you so get the, shuffleboard you get buffet. well but Come the po- the point and you get the world mm-hmm. so you can travel you can and they love traveling they're living on a cruise ship. It's sort of ingenious. It's it's fantastic.
1: And the idea has been right out there for everyone all this time and they just put the the economics together the and they said, "Well, why are we living a boring life just scratching out uh you know a living here and and paying $3500 a month? Let's get on a cruise ship and see the world." I think it's pretty ingenious. It, it it's so it really and, is. And so it's, it, it's not just one cruise ship they're on. They're going from cruise ship
0: to cruise ship. They're on Carnival, they're on Holland, they're um and and they don't stay on it 365 days a year, you know, there are times when the cruise ship docks and they don't have the next ship. So what they're doing is they're just staying in Airbnbs in between, but they're going to jump on another ship in July. Um, It's going to be back to back cruises for nine
1: months. And they're gonna see the world for a hundred dollars a day. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. Uh, you know, I I I can't believe you have as fond feelings about this. This is well, like something don't. I would do. Oh and, no, no, no! And I know how you feel about cruise. ships. Oh, let me just say, diarrhea.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are gonna.
1: The they are. Uh, it's like diarrhea. Diarrhea. And and cruise ship living is. You know, you only want to do it for a couple of days. At least I do. I've been on cruises before. Cruise I ships not imagine. Like, cruise ships are like Vegas to me. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. They're exhausting. Each day feels like a century. So.
0: Well, also it's like how many drunk people can you run into in one week it's a lot yeah (laughs) it's a lot
1: if you're shopping while working eating or even listening to this podcast then you know and love the thrill of the hunt but are you getting the thrill of the best deals Rakuten shoppers do they get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back and you can get it too start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's Adidas and Walmart and even stack sales on top of cash back
0: Maybe my favorite for last, but let's do *Bachelor*. Uh, I knew Bachelorette. what you were going for last. I oh yeah, right there. oh yeah. So Sean Booth from *Bachelorette*. Um, so this is <laughs> pretty interesting. So he um, he has a house, and um, he found a snake in the house. Mm-hmm. So he decides that what he's going to do. Somehow incapacitate the snake, which uh, frankly I've never heard of. How do no. you do that? It wants to knock it out again. The not guy, kill it. the guy's in The Bachelorette. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, no shade, but right, right,
1: right. we're not sure he thought this through.
0: So, so, so why is he doing this? So he's he's. Oh, my God. He thinks he can he can cover it with a blanket or something and then kind of step on it so it loses consciousness. Right.
1: I have never heard of that in my it life. It sounds like he thought it, uh, you can knock out a snake like you go in a movie and you hit a hit a criminal in the back of the head and they knock out for 15 minutes. I'm not sure snakes work that way. I don't way. think they work that, way. I, really work I, that I, way. I don't think their brains are work that way. I don't think they do. But good on him that he didn't want to just kill the snake. I agree. He didn't want to chop the head off. I agree. So he was trying to do the right thing. So I'm he's kind of gentle
0: with it. it, throws the blanket over, goes out, to find a shovel so that he can shovel it up and take it outside, right. comes back, the snake's gone. The Somewhere most... <laughs> in the house, that snake is living, and he doesn't know where. So the question, if it were you, would you live in the house? <laughs> would you, what would you do?
1: What would you do? It's, 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 it's so unnerving to return to an empty spot where you thought you knocked out a snake. I would call someone, I would call someone. I don't think I'd burn down the house or anything like that. I I, I think you gotta live in your home. I knew you would say that, so here's my question. Yeah.
0: I I was anticipating that. So you call Orkin, whoever it Mm -hmm. is, and they come out and they say to you, we've just surveyed the house. We cannot find the snake, Mm -hmm. but there were two holes in your wall. So the snake could, hold on, could see, could have escaped. We don't know that it escaped, But it could have escaped. But we can't find it in the house.
1: Yes. What do you do? That is the worst position of all. So now we've we've identified the access point where the snake could have escaped through. We could patch it up, but that will trap. If if the snake hasn't escaped, now the snake is destined to be in your house, and he's angry for being trapped. You're really in a terrible, terrible situation. and what then do you... you have to go get an Airbnb? I think you have to. I think you have to leave so, at that point. Because so let me that's ask too you unnerving for me.
0: Well, you, okay, you leave. Yeah. The snake. A week later, you can't find the snake. Now he's even more. A month, upset. A, a
1: month later, you can't find the snake. What do you do? What do you do, Harvey? Have no, I've had a situation I, like this. I'm asking you. This. I, I, I think. I think I could. I, I. Wow. I, I don't know. I think you have to sort of patch up the hole and hope the snake perishes. Why are you from pa- starvation. Well, Hold on. Why? You don't want more snakes. The worst, the worst situation is the Orkin guy comes over and he says, "I see where the snake got in." Now he could bring his family members. So you don't want to deal with one snake potentially trapped in your house, or do you want to deal with an entire infestation of snakes? That would be my concern. I think the lesser of two evils is what to deal that, with the one snake. What if that snake was pregnant? Oh, geez. why are you painting a nightmare scenario? You're just writing a movie like Arachnophobia with snakes. <laughs> now, now, now the snake begets more snakes. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna end. we right, we're gonna end on an
0: animal. Note. i Let's honestly not delay anymore this is I, our big debate of the week i love this story so i know much. you
1: do okay you start it okay so the bronx zoo there's an elephant named happy this is a, a female ev- uh, elephant that's been in the zoo since the 70s was trapped i believe in asia uh lives in the bronx zoo which is one of the world's most famous zoos but lives on about an acre of land which for an elephant which is a huge animal feels like a prison. So a a, a, a non, something called the Non-Human Rights Project filed a writ of habeas corpus. We know what this is. This is where if someone is illegally confined, someone, listen to those words, is illegally confined, you can seek to spring them from prison, say they are you, detained for the wrong reason. You go labor. to a
0: judge and you say, look, this person, there's an illegal confinement. We want to free this person. That's called a writ of habeas corpus. But notice it's, he
1: said the word person. It in is that. person.
0: It is typically, or not typically, it's only been used for people. That's right. So now there's an elephant in the Bronx Zoo. The elephant's name is Happy. Yes. And uh, Happy was uh, captured in India when she was one, uh, has been at the Bronx Zoo for 45 years. So this group went into court and said, look, this animal is ha- has a high cognitive function. This is a, a special—elephants uh, uh, it- are incredibly
1: smart. Yes.
0: But they're saying Happy is particularly smart.
1: And Can identify an X on on its forehead. They showed evidence that it has some degree of self-awareness, right? Can look in a mirror and see that the X is on its forehead and point to it. Yeah, I mean... Do Hi, the... High functioning. High functioning. Very high functioning.
0: So the um, this group is saying, look, the Bronx Zoo gives this uh, elephant happy about a, a, an acre to live in and has been living in an acre for 45 years. They're saying that is essentially like jail for an elephant. They want this elephant... Move to a sanctuary right. where the elephant has plenty of room to roam so they have filed a writ of habeas corpus and this is now before the highest court in New York the New York Court of Appeal um, which is now deciding whether a writ of habeas corpus can apply to an elephant and this group is saying it should it is it is a you know who cares if it's got a trunk or a big nose mm-hmm. <laughs> you are
1: trying to take away my rights with this as well <laughs> I'm sorry, we just cracked ourselves up. <laughs> the way your eyes caught my nose and you're like, or, or for you. How dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, but look. So they're saying it's smart enough and it should have some human rights. It's, if, if it looks at the X on its forehead, maybe it's experiencing some sadness and some human emotion. So should we give elephants the rights of humans? So.
0: I find this really interesting.
1: Tell me why, Harvey, because then I'm going to tell you why I think it's crazy. I think it's interesting because the law
0: evolves and the law tends to be behind uh, changes in social mores. I mean, that's always yeah. the case.
1: And the New York Court of Appeal has been a leader on progressing the law uh, historically. A
0: uh, hundred years ago, there was a very famous New York Court of Appeal judge, um, Benjamin Cardozo, who ended up in the U.S. Supreme Court. And they started, they created products liability in mm. uh, the New York Court of Appeal. There was no such thing as suing for products that didn't work and everything else. They created this social policy. It was the one time, the, uh, one of the few times when, the, when a court actually created the policy like that yep. when, and that, that, that America caught up to it.
1: Products liability, for people who don't know, is to protect humans from right. uh, products that have been manufactured. So,
0: so the question is... If the law catches up with with social mores, Mm -hmm. I think there has been a sea change in terms of how um, in terms of how uh, we view animals. And, you know, who cares if you have an animal that doesn't look like a human being, if they have emotion, if they have feelings, if they feel pain, if they can feel, you know, upset, if they have all of the qualities or most of the qualities that human beings have, where they can feel and suffer this way, why shouldn't they be protected? Well,
1: I have tremendous sympathies. Look, it's uh, I love elephants. I don't like to see them caged up. I hope more of them are in sanctuaries. I think if you want to treat them as humans though, you're gonna have a hard time drawing appropriate lines. The reason we draw it at humans is, we don't protect humans because they're particularly smart or self-aware. We protect them because we're humans and we make laws for humans. Uh, if you do this, Pigs are very smart, Harvey, and we have a oh, huge industry of oh, hold eating, on. eating pigs. Oh, and I'm going to get very bright
0: animals. And I'm going to get to that. Derek. You, well, I'm <laughs> going to get to that. But before we do, um, one of the judges on the court of appeal mm-hmm. uh, looked at the lawyer for this animal rights group and said, well, then what about dogs? Can you w- w- can somebody come in and free my dog? Right. Because it's the same principle. Right. They said, no, dogs are maybe smart, but they don't have the high cognitive functions that an elephant has so what they're doing is they're distinguishing animals but
1: why do we care about intelligence do dogs suffer you have dogs you love your pets they certainly suffer if they're hungry they whimper if you hit them they, they they're sad in some way you but see here's them the thing. at the graves Both, of of their dead owners and they we protect dogs weep. we protect dogs yes. we, we have but animal, we don't give
0: them rights. we have animal cruelty laws and now those are rights yeah
1: yeah in some respect those are rights but they can't march into court those are rights yes
0: and, and they can't march into court, but but police can and say, we've arrested this guy for abusing a dog.
1: Yes. Okay. If happy were mistreated, I'm okay with the non-human okay. rights project going in so and, and free happy. So
0: we're going to end with this. Yep. A prediction. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you get the last word in this prediction, okay? Deal. So- Love the last word. I think that, you know, you look at society now, and I mean, look, as a gay man- I know what it was like 40 years ago and it's way different 40 years ago than it is today. And there's been an evolution. There's been an evolution in all sorts of areas in our society as people learn, as they get comfortable with people that they didn't know before, yep. and, and, and people change. I think in the next 20 years, partly because of, um, partly because of climate change. Partly because of the, the fact that food connects to that, and partly because young people view food differently than people like us, that there is going to be a huge move toward veganism. And I think veganism is going to be is going to look different in ten years. I think the kinds of food we get, mm-hmm. the way they create food, is going to be much more sophisticated. It's going to taste very similar to what we we're eat getting now. there now. We're getting there, but I think in ten years it's going to really change. So. I would argue that in 10 years or 15 or whatever it is, that there might be a sea change to the point where you can go to court and say, we need to shut down every plant that kills pigs and that processes pigs and on and cows and on and on because killing an animal for food is below us. And I could see... In 10, 15 years, courts doing this the way they've protected people today that they didn't protect 40 years ago. I,
1: I, I think you're right. We have evolved a tremendous amount. We're already seeing that in the sort of humane move, at least for farming practices, to be better and to treat animals better. And you're so, right. So it's carry, only a step so further car, so to say we shouldn't, we shouldn't kill them at all. What about that? I think it's going to be a long road. I don't think either of us will live because to see it. I, think, I, think I
0: don't that, eat bacon. It's a because you eat bacon.
1: It's, bacon's tough to give up. Bacon's really tough to give up, and I think humans' relationships to food are different than humans' relationships to other humans. So I think what you're if, right. We so evolve very quickly. What if there's a bacon and,
0: substitute where you don't have to kill, to kill a pig? Can a, do you think a court could ever say, this is a gratuitous killing? Just the way I could see you know, the torturing of minks to make fur. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I could see judges starting to outlaw that why not? Yeah, you're right. Look, if all we're left with, if, if the food becomes so the substitutes become so close to the actual experience of eating bacon, all you're left with is the cruelty, right? And then a court could say, well, we shouldn't do this because as you say, it's gratuitous. I think we're a long way from that. I don't think this is necessarily the way we want to go about it by giving them personhood in this way. I think you can have legislation and things like that. Um, but you're you, you raise an interesting point. I'll get I'll give you that that there is a, a world I can see where if all you're left with is cruelty, that we should bar it. Oh, good. and I don't think we're there yet, but we could get there. We're going to end
0: on that. I kind of like that's
1: it. It. I, I, it was a good point, Harvey. Okay, have a good weekend, everybody. All right, bye.